Let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect. Nobody can be perfect. But by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some This is the Four Man's Packers Podcast, coming from B2B Data Guy Studios with your hosts, Spencer Sismanowitz and Kyle Turkowski. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast. This is Spencer, joined with Kyle. Hello. <laughs> Jeez, that was, I was, I was a little worried a little there for hesitant. a second. And we're here on a Victory Tuesday recording. You're probably listening on a Wednesday, hopefully, the day after. And I'd just like to open with this. Always good to get a victory. 34-24, Packers obviously took it Nice down in Dallas. But there was one point uh, very early in the game, I just looked and seeing Fox covering a game in Dallas where the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys are both 3-1 and one playing each other in October. Everything felt right in the world in that moment. That just seems like football. Mm. What also seems like football is... Aaron Rodgers is completely back. The man. I, as as you've heard on the show before, I've had my reservations with how Aaron has looked in recent years. But the last two games back to back, the guy is just on fire. He he's looking downfield. He's hitting guys, getting out of the pocket, and he didn't even throw a touchdown this week. Mm-hmm. So what what did you see from Aaron? Uh, yeah, the same thing. The biggest thing and my favorite thing is, yes, getting out of the pocket. Um, that is where he makes his most exciting plays and the um, biggest chunk plays. And he himself actually said that this was his best game of the year so far. Yeah, I was, surprised. I was a little surprised by that. But actually, when you look back and seeing just the clips that people like post Some on Twitter. Some of the throws, man. And, what the fuck? And the, the best... Uh, you know, review of it is he. You know, he played short shortstop for the game. Yeah, that one to to Aaron Jones, especially where he got sandwiched. Aaron and just Jones had to sidearm the thing, and the Tanyan play too, or two. Yep. You know, where it's just okay. He is he's the point guard. He's the mm-hmm. short. He's just making what needs to have happen happen. So that was really refreshing. Um, that he's continuing with it, and like you you were talking about with what he said post game as well. Obviously, I think the big quote coming out this week was that. He, you know, he doesn't care about stats anymore. He's here to win championships, baby. And I think we're we've seen. Maybe it's just me, but I think the last two weeks, maybe it's just him buying into the offense more because it does feel like he just trusts what's in front of him more. He's allowing the play develop in front of him more, and he's sitting in the pocket and going through his reads. It seems like, yep. and even more impressive later in the game. Well, I mean, uh, Lindsley got hurt pretty pretty early, but with a undrafted center and a rookie guard who I guess has been playing well and um, Billy Turner who hasn't been as good but he's stepping up in the pocket and making these reads which I've been waiting for yeah it seems like he's been yeah of of before yeah before these last two games it seems like he's just holding it holding on too long and like almost reading mm-hmm. too much into his reads and yep. then just kind of hesitates and then has to throw it away or or takes a sack or but now instead of now he's he's going through his reads and if if nothing's there he's getting out of the pocket and creating something on his feet which 
like I said, is where he makes his money. Yeah, it seemed like he was he was in that decision area too much where he was looking for it's like he was looking to run while still being in the pocket. I don't know. Yeah. But um, with that, there isn't a whole hell of a lot to talk about for Aaron this week. But the running backs, or as I should say, running back. Yeah. Nice to see Aaron Jones is back to being Aaron Jones. I was starting to get a little worried, as we touched on last week, if maybe it was the run blocking with the rookie, rookie coach there, and you know some moving parts up front. But yeah, I think you're. At, this is yeah. This was a. a Huge breakout game for Aaron Jones. I think a lot. I mean, obviously, Packer fans uh, know Aaron Jones really well and and his talent level and know known he's been capable of this. And I think the casual fan um, probably knows too. But I really think this is like a a national breakout game for him, where he's re- he's yeah. going to be really well known and sort of speculated going it's, forward. It's weird too because. <laughs> I've, you know, we've heard that all week, but it's like, shit, I, I thought we heard this last year, too. You know, he is yes. a, thir- he is a third-year player. It, it, I wonder if it, it is kind of just how uh, fantasy football has changed the way we, we view Could, things. Yep. That's, a, that's a great point. It's a huge influence. Because the highs, even last year, were as high as they could be, and the lows were, you know, the, the low carry games under Mike McCarthy. Yep. I'm, thanks, still, thanks a lot, Mike. I'm still a little worried. I don't know if, how long we can do this for, because... Aaron Jones, I love him, and he is, as I've said, a top five running back talent in the league. But I don't think he can carry this load the whole season. And even I was, it, but also while saying that, I was, I was surprised how often Trey Carson got got the ball. Even even seeing him with it, yeah, Trey Carson, I thought stepped in and and played great considering the, the circumstance and and his role. I mean, that's. As about as best as you you want from your your second well third string running back right. Well, it's, actually speaking of that, this is not not a great look for Dexter Williams. It, no, it's a, it's a terrible look for him. He's a guy that I a lot of people had a lot of hype going into him because one he technically was coached by Lafleur before he was a quarterback coach at Notre Dame when he was there. Oh wow. Um, oh, but he, so he he's known of Dexter, and it's you know this kind of one cut scheme that we're running, and that's supposed to be his bread and butter. He he was lucky to make the fifty three, and you'd think in a month he'd be able to you know be relied on that he can actually play in a game. But man, I, I, what what does he think this week where he's been on the active roster you know for a month, and they call up Trey Carson from the practice squad? And suit him up immediately, yeah. and get and he gets carries. It's Dexter. Dexter's a talented guy, but I. It just you wonder if he's ever going to put it together. Do we know like what it is? Is it the is it the playbook? Is it the I mean, is it pass protection? Because I'm sure yeah the pass protection it, it, I With, imagine is probably one of the big big reasons. It's it's always the number one reason for rookies playing time, whether it's you know running back or tight end or an offensive lineman it's can you protect the quarterback right and that's that's probably part of it but it's also um the floor talked about during training camp too how sometimes he he isn't very patient which is another thing that rookie running backs don't going know. going back to aaron jones really quick what is you've been you've been on this um almost like this paranoia trip with him for a while i feel like with this worrying about because and i know it, it's a valid it's a valid concern with the Injuries he's dealt with, yep. but I mean, you just off the top of my head, I'm thinking of like Le'Veon Bell. Sure, um, 
look at the injuries he faced in the early parts of his career. I mean, and those are way, way worse. I think it was both of his ACLs and maybe a meniscus in there somewhere. But but Aaron Jones has had these. Na- it's always it's always um, the soft tissue stuff, and that's and that's what sticks with you too, because it's always his hamstring. It's you know it's always something like that. It's M- MCL and hamstring is what it always seems to be. But I thought of this today too, because you're you're absolutely right. Every time Aaron Jones has a great game, I'm like, man, I wonder mm-hmm. I wonder what's going to happen. But what what would this team be if we didn't have Aaron Jones? Yeah, you know I, what I mean. A, that is a because that's a scary question. I don't. Because I mean, it changes a lot. I mean, look at what our receiving core was without Devontae Adams. Exactly, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. If we don't have Aaron Jones, we can't do what we did on Sunday with Jamal Williams. Like I know we've said before, Jamal is a great number two back, but he's you, you cannot run an offense through Jamal Williams like you can with Aaron Jones. Right. So, yeah, that um, we touched on Dexter. Yeah, four four touchdowns. That you see, too, he threw the ball in the stands. He threw it to his brother. Yeah, and uh, it was on his like Instagram story, or whatever. That was cool. Yeah, that. Uh, well, on his second touchdown, he like looked at. We just saw. He looked in the camera. And was like, "This is my house." That it, was, it is funny how. I, like, I guess I don't remember the one, but yeah, I guess I didn't put it all together because it was "This is my house," uh, which he said in the first quarter. Yep. <laughs> threw threw the ball to his brother. Which is funny, and then also the thing that probably went the most viral was waving at oh, whoever my. the defender yeah. was for the Cowboys. It's actually, my phone background now. Oh yeah, there and there was a good play. I think there was one play that summed up Aaron Jones perfectly, and I think people saw it quite a bit. It was uh, the initial juke of the Cowboy player close to the backfielder at the line of scrimmage, continued running, and then he stiff armed. Uh, oh, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith in like. They actually had to uh, stop the game and fix the field because there was an indent from Jalen. Like, he oh, buried that dude. Yeah. Oh, and Jalen Smith is no, like, 200-pound right. DB. That is a grown man inside linebacker. But I like it, too, because it was it was the, you know, the zig, the zag, the power, and then he gets tackled or pushed out of bounds, and then immediately after, him and Smith, like, dapped each other up and pat each other I was like this just smiling I'm like this is what Aaron Jones is yes. for this team yeah and it looked like yeah yeah it almost looked like Jalen Smith popped up and like was talking shit but I think he was like I think yep. he he probably said something along the lines of like okay I see you like damn and yep. Jones was like hell yeah exactly yeah uh one last thing before we move on Carson it was the same thing in preseason don't put Trey Carson in space. Don't put him in space. Put him, <laughs> run him between the guards. We had another pitch out with him. And yeah. It's like, what are you doing? You're, yeah. you're pitching it to like a fullback essentially. Yeah. I um yeah six carries, fourteen yards, two point three <laughs> yards a carry. Not great, but again. But he holds up. He did what he had to. But and he did he did catch all four of his targets. Exactly. And I don't remember him screwing up blocking. And that's nope. That's yeah, the biggest that, yep. thing. And well and. Again with Aaron Jones, his pass pro is unbelievable too. Which is some the of the thi- blitz yeah. pickups he had, I like had to rewind and look at again because he he is smoking these dudes for how like small he looks com- compared to yeah, like, he's like when he's, he's in like the Jamal trenches. Charles. It's insane the the power he holds. Yeah, it's it's great to see that he's been able to develop that over time. Um, we'll move on. Usually we go to receivers here, but I think you need to we touched on it before the offensive line. I just want to say this. There hasn't been a less valued and underappreciated player in the 
for the Packers over the last decade than Brian Balaga. Mm. It is absolutely unbelievable. He he's he has not allowed a sack so far this season, and, and he's gone up look against at monsters. the matchups he's had. Yeah, this is a guy who is making eight million a year, and people wanted us to cut him this offseason for literally no reason for cap space. Cap, cap space. Which what have we done with the cap space for cutting Mike Daniels? What would we do with the cap space we would have generated cutting Jimmy Graham? Sure, they're they're not worth that much money. At least those two. Brian Balaga is. I mean, he's underpaid. <laughs> he, he is underpaid, that, and that's what pisses me off so much about these, you know, keyboard people. Yeah. Cut Brian Balaga. If we cut Brian Balaga, he would get paid more by another team. If anything, you say trade Brian Balaga, but that's not even realistic because what you're going to start Alex Light. What I don't know what people's idea was going forward. We're going to start Jason Spriggs, who's sitting on his couch right now. Yeah, those people no. I mean, those people are no. They no longer exist. There, I mean, this was <laughs> right. this was this was shit that was talked about in August. But yep. like after this past month, there is not a single person who does not appreciate Brian Blaga. At least I hope. I don't know. But I mean, the dude even left. Wrong. You know, he left last week and was questionable. He shows up and just locks. He's locked down that spot for five weeks, and he's gone against the cream of the crop yep. in the NFL from yeah. that position. Uh, well, I mean, we got Lawrence. Um, Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, he uh, did he even record a stat? Right, ex- exactly. Yeah, but it. Brian and, Graham and we we touched Bill on Mack, it before too. Um, Bradley Chubb. I really wonder with um Billy Turner, it's going to create a very very awkward situation this offseason if it continues to be what it's been. Because Billy Turner, for how much Aaron Rodgers talked him up in the offseason, everyone else has as well. He has been, from what I can tell, and what. Pro Football Focus and everyone who watches tape says the guy isn't giving us much more than we got from Brian Bell last year, and we're paying this dude seven million dollars. Yeah, a year. I thought I, I mean, we are not equipped to really, I guess, analyze offensive line play. Right. I mean, we're just going off what the collect the yeah collective opinion but is. When, but it's when we notice something, right? Um, but yeah, I thought he, I thought he played well for the most part. I mean. If he doesn't play well, then I think Aaron Jones doesn't have the day he has. I mean, I think that the whole offensive line just dominated. Right. I, I think we averaged, running to the right, we averaged like 11 yards. I think we only actually like did it a few times. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, playing next to Lucas Patrick as well probably doesn't help. But, it's, but you know, this he's a big free agent side. I, you know, I wonder if he's going to be, you know, this year's Jimmy Graham, where it's a it's just a bad contract, and you got to look at that here mm-hmm. on out and yeah. kind of just work around it. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's not. I guess the good thing is it's not a huge contract, but for that position, mm-hmm. I guess you could consider it one. Right. But seven mil, that's not that's nothing that's going to really hamstring the team. I think, but oh, it's a long well, season. Well, it does for Brian Bellotti, yeah. apparently. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because he's only what making eight, eight. million. Yeah, that's severely underpaid. Yeah, it, think of that, Billy. If I remember correctly, he's making seven million a year. Yeah, Brian I think, I think it was three eight. years, twenty-one for Billy, and then yeah, this is his uh, last year of his deal for Blogger, right? Right. It's time to talk about extension. It's then. it's spooky. So thirty that's years what's old. Weird. It was a foregone conclusion for all of the entire offseason. Brian Blogger is going to be gone, and now it's like, well, shit. What are we going to do? Well, because I I saw something. Um, because I and I think it's. I think a lot of 
I'm sure a lot of Packer fans have thought this of like, oh, Brian Balaga, he's got to be getting up there in age. Like mm-hmm. maybe it is, and maybe that was part of the reason for the chatter of, oh, let's cut him for cap space because he's getting old. It, but yeah. I saw something that, um, I thought 30 would be kind of old for O line, but it's really not. Jason Whitworth, one of the top yeah. line in the league, he's 37. But Jason he, Peters, he is 37. Sure, and. But those, I think those guys are more outliers. You can you can look at that and actually Why? Big tackle. Why? Brian Balaga seems to be an outlier. Well, look at Josh Sitton and TJ Lang. Those are two guys who battled through injuries and what? After they left us, it's about the same thing. Yeah, they played a couple more think, years and they had to retire. I think guard is pro- I mean, uh, probably a little more sure. gruesome. But you're you know you're picking you're picking word. and choosing here because. You know, you don't know what every player goes through, but at the same time, we know Brian Balaga has had multiple knee surgeries. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's um, it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting offseason for for the front five. Yep. Um, but as the the game last night has taught us anything, the Browns game. Yeah. The offensive line is extremely important. Baker was yeah was was running from pressure that wasn't even there because he's so he's been so that. spooked throughout the season that I was wondering is JC is JC Treader on the IR for them cuz he's oh, I think he's I think he's did he play? healthy and starts yeah He's a guy that I wish we would have signed and moved to guard cuz he's a he's a solid player but that that doesn't matter that was you know Brian before Brian Bell and all God who who do we have before oh it was uh Saints guy uh, Jar, uh Evans Jerry Evans Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay Moving on to the wide receivers and tight ends, not the best game from the wide receivers. I think tight end hell of a game from the tight ends, though. I think definitely as a enough. Collective. This is kind of what you're gonna have gonna have to expect for Jimmy Graham. You know, these these it it sucks because he's so he's getting paid so much, but if we get like you know forty yards and say a touchdown. Or you know, give and take that. It's like that's what you're gonna have to expect here now. But this week it there was. You know, no big mistake, which has been kind of his yeah. mo. And and I mean, the most shocking of all is he was a competent blocker. Yeah, competent <laughs> did not excel. The, but the clip, the clips you're seeing of Jimmy Graham blocking well. I'm is not talking wh- about the Heath one. I mean, that's a most you could have made m- that block. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> most of them, it's like he's the guys aren't looking at him, and yeah, I I would hope he'd be able to. You know, roll yeah. over this but guy. It, it was looking at it him. was very visually pleasing, though. Like that's, it looked yeah, awesome. That's, that, that's true. It's it's better. You know, seeing that compared to lining up to a defensive end. Yeah, and like, just kind of putting his hands out. Right. And that's about getting it. in the way. Yeah. Uh, Robert Tanyan showed why we always have this hype around him. Once again, he had a Beautiful great play pitch. on the sidelines. He got, did he get hurt? He yeah, I don't think he came back after that play. He he might have roughed it out for the rest of that series, but I, he he only had seven snaps, I believe he finished with. Huh. Um, and they brought in a lot of tight ends today to work out, which I you kind of yeah they signed Elliot yeah. Wolf was it to the practice squad? Did you say Elliot Wolf? Isn't that what it? I don't think it's Elliot Wolf because that's uh, Ron Wolf's son, who is the assistant GM for the for the oh, Cleveland. Shit. If it's Elliot Wolf, that would be, <laughs> dude. That would be surprising. I'm gonna I'm gonna look right now. Oh, and speaking shit. speaking of workouts, did you see who we brought in this week too for along with that? Because I touched on it before on the episode with Andrew, but we brought Ryan Grant oh, in. Damn it, Ethan Wolf. Yeah, Ethan I was gonna say there's no it. way. It's <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, MBS. I thought. God, it. The, I think it was the first drive, and it was the first quarter. He had that one out route that he caught. 
It was the second drive of the game. Yeah. And it was beautiful play action, beautiful route, beautiful throw, beautiful toe tapping. Yeah. And you think, you see that with four minutes into the game and think, okay, here's 83's breakout game. Let's have a big day. He did not catch a single ball after that. Yeah, I don't remember. He wasn't thrown. He had four targets. He did end up with four. Because the, the biggest one, and still, it's like, what? The underthrow. Rodgers has got to have. Overthrow him once. Just do that once, yeah. and then and then you can do whatever else with yeah. how you're doing. But it's like he go, he's, yeah, make him go get it. Yeah, make him chase it because he's shown right now that he can run past just about anyone. And the yeah, the one that he was underthrown on was a beautiful route, and he mm-hmm. really burned that safety. Yep, uh, didn't didn't get much out of Geronimo. I guess well, he he had a few catches. He was fine. Kumaro, he had the one thought he was going to score, but he didn't do much of anything else mm-hmm. either. Uh, Mercedes Lewis back to the tight ends. He had a couple. Once again, he's he's just that nice filler role so where he many, blocks guys so and many he good catches blocks. those. Yeah, yeah, those nice little plays. But yeah, and not, then uh, Darius Shepard. He had a nice he had a nice route in in the end zone, and I think it was a it was a very catchable ball. I think he just dropped it. I I only oh, saw I don't the play even remember once. that. Yeah, that's right. It was. It's one of those things where okay, well, this is why there aren't many short receivers in the league. Yeah, and it was third downs. It was, it was a great ball and very catchable, but didn't come down with it. Who knows though? He, we need him to to step up and be able to get in the slot and create separation. Right. So if he keeps getting open like that, I think he'll still keep getting targets. Yeah, and for everyone who wants Cobb to be a Packers, it's not like he did much of anything either. I mean, no. you look at Cobb, who's often injured, making $5 million this year. Well, he's kind of being replaced. Very, I mean, very slow process here by an undrafted guy who played at uh, NDSU. So. Oh, yeah. And one last thing with the offense, and maybe this is just more of a general um, – of the offense, look at how much it has changed, or the team in general, over the last three weeks, where after the Broncos game, it was, all right, this is going to be a defensive team. All we have to do is put up enough points and see what happens. The week after that against the Eagles, it was, well, the run game isn't working, but Aaron Rodgers is back. We're going to be able to air it out and Mm -hmm. do whatever we want, and maybe the defense isn't that good. This week, I think this is... You know, this is the blueprint of what the Green Bay Packers are probably going to be. This mixed with last week, at least on offense, where the offense is going to find one way or another. It's it's to win a game the way we did in only getting four catches out of the wide receivers is incredible. That's for, insane. For such, yeah. or, for, and scoring 34 points. Like, for, if it's like a 17-14 bruise, like four catches is understandable. But, like, to score 34 points, yeah. that's... That's inc- that's for crazy. a team that's still learning the offense, Bakhtiari said yesterday that he thinks that they're finally mastering it, mm. which is obviously a, a mm-hmm. thing you'd like to hear. But I think we said it last week, too, or before that, you can just look at how it, we've progressed. 16 points, 21 points, 27 points, 27 points, 34 points. Haven't scored less than the previous week. Yeah. So, so if, if this continues, I don't, up. I don't think, yeah, stonks. There's no <laughs> way. I, if, if we keep this up, there's no way we'll ever lose a game. Mm-mm. You know? I mean, mathematically. Mathematically, there's no way. It's, you know, would you rather have $10,000 every day for a month or you start with a penny and you double it every day? Oh, shit. Um, wait, what was the first option? $10,000 a day. 
every single day? Yeah, for that month. Oh, just for one month? For one month. Oh, no, give me the penny option. Yeah, there you go. Jesus, that took way too long. I thought, to I thought you meant like 10,000. Okay, I got you. <laughs> 10,000 every single... Well, because, I mean, even if it is 10,000 every single day, like, uh, no, the penny would take a it, long I, time to We're talking to about up. like thousands of dollars versus millions of dollars. Right, okay. Just so, just so you know. No, no, no. I, it was just a miscommunication. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. Okay. Uh, but with that, we will have a quick commercial break from B2B Data Guy. Come check out B2BDataGuy.com. All of our contacts are 100% verified and deliverable. Our products not irritate the surface of the skin. Lists are usually delivered within 24 hours of order. Our lists have never been known to induce any mesothelioma outbreaks. We have amazing customer service, 12 hours a day, seven days a week. We do not test our products on any animals that are still alive. Our average open rates are above 62%. Our services have never been directly linked to cause any form of cancer whatsoever. Again, b2bdataguy.com for any B2B email lists or fully managed lead generation campaigns. All right, now back with the defense. Uh, said it earlier, going to say it again. I, I said last week it was a bad thing. This week it's a good thing. This is the Dom Capers defense. Don't. This game. Don't. What do, you, what do you mean don't? Dom Capers defense was still a Super Bowl winning defense and probably should have won too. In 2010, we were great. In 2014, we were also great. The key to this team is going to be Turnovers. Pressuring the quarterback and keeping Aaron Rodgers upright. I think turnovers comes from the pressure. But right. with, with these three, four defenses, if you don't get pressure on the quarterback, you don't have much of anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think that's just, you know, it's, it's the bend, don't break. I think we can remember this happening all the time under Dom. It's, wow, the defense gave up 500 yards, but we won and we forced, you know, three turnovers. Yeah. That was, um, well, a lot of those yards were, I don't, I don't know, know, man. Yeah. I'll say this. This this game was annoying. Yeah. Yes. Huh. A 10-point a lead has never felt worse. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Before, I really wanted to humiliate the Cowboys, and we were. Yes. We were humiliating them. As soon as that game turned 31-3, it just became complete <laughs> misery. I just was not having fun the rest of the game. Yeah, I don't know. It, w- it was a lot of yards, and I don't even know if so much of it was was just garbage time because it really was. There wasn't much of a garbage time. Mm-hmm. It felt like we were down or up. Sorry, ten points for you know the entire fourth quarter, but it felt like we were losing. Yeah, you know, what I mean? it, it was a foregone conclusion to me that they were going to make that field goal, and it was going to be an onside kick situation. All all I thought oh about in the second half was the Seahawks game. Oh my god, and that's Seattle. what everybody was. Thinking. I know, I know. It was one of those things. I was like, I uh, I don't want to tweet it. I don't want to put yeah. that out in the universe because then it's just going to happen. Yeah, I actually think I celebrated harder on that missed field goal than all four touchdowns because I just didn't. I was so done being 
miserable for that second yeah. half that like I was I celebrated way too hard for that missed field goal. Yeah, it was it was nice because the whole fourth quarter is like I don't want to have to worry. I don't want to mm-hmm. have to worry. And I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, I'm gonna have to worry. Oh, you missed it. Okay, we're good. Okay, <laughs> we're good. Yeah. Well, and then because it was I think it was it was thirty-one uh, seventeen and. Cowboys got the ball back at like their own twenty, and I was like, "Sweet, can't breathe for the rest of the game." And then there was it was like three minutes left in the third quarter, and then Kevin King got the interception. I was like, "Sweet, yeah, I can breathe that, again." That, and then they only get three, and then they score in like right. sixty seconds, and then I'm like, 10 point game, That's, can't breathe again." Yes, when it was when it was thirty one seventeen, it was one of those moments where I'm like, "Fuck, I can't do the math that instant quick," and I'm like, "This, this feels like Seattle. I can't I can't figure out how much times left." Or I can't figure out how much we're up right now. Yeah. And it, yes, like you said, when Kevin King got the pick and then we just had the field goal turned around, they got the ball back immediately. I'm like, God, this is the Morgan Burnett interception oh, that Julius Peppers had him lay down for. <laughs> Going to keep moving on, though, to the good things. The Smith brothers, uh, great game. They're, they were back again. It's it's nice where it seems like multiple times a game almost, it's like, oh, they're just going to meet at the quarterback. Has Seriously, has either of them had even a average game yet this year i just last last week neither of them did much of anything oh we didn't have a single sack and i don't think they graded out very well either oh yeah and we lost so and but, in fact yeah uh, other than that i mean it just they're there they're there they're there and then they're, they're there. there yeah they're they're both uh top 15 in pressures and sacks i believe on the season yeah and i think they're both top yeah i think they're both top like seven in sacks yeah which Hello, thank you. That's uh, that's great for the two guys you spent all that money on. Awesome. Uh, Kenny Clark, once again, uh, not much of a great game. Uh, obviously, going from the very young interior lineman that he faced in the first three weeks and then going to the, probably the best two centers in the league, yeah. that might be it. But uh, even pro football focus, we haven't touched on them too much. I, obviously, it's not the end-all, be-all, but it's a good tool to use. I'm, I'm skeptical of them he's usually graded very very high in the last two weeks it's been very very bad same with uh we talked like about offense already talking. but, but uh, i'm not even gonna touch on david bakhtiari we'll save that for another week but yeah Ke- kenny was kenny was fine up front dean lowry i think he showed up a few times too Ke- lancaster seemed to get a lot of snaps i think he started the game actually. lancaster is the perfect plug and play guy from the from the defensive line uh jerry montgomery the defensive line coach is probably one of the better position coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. You see what he was able to do last year where uh, very, I mean, very quickly we lost um, uh, Wilkerson. We lost Mohamed Wilkerson, and then we lost Daniels for most of the year as well, it seemed like. And then at the end of the year, Kenny Clark also missed like four games, I believe. Yeah, but the, the season was over at that point. Right, but the play from the defensive line was still very, very good with – Guys off the street, pretty much like Lancaster. You know, mm-hmm. it was Lancaster, Dean Lowry, and uh, Brown, uh, Fidel Brown, who we just cut. Yeah, you know, and he just he is able to take these guys and turn them into players. So it was, I'm very very um, interested to see how Kiki's going to develop because he is a twitch guy, and to give Jerry one of those guys to kind of play with. He did he have his first QB pressure this week too, nice. which I thought was nice, and mm-hmm. he only played like. Seven snaps, I think. Wow. Yeah, he didn't play all that much. I mean, is this... Because he was inactive for, what, the first two, mm-hmm. three games? I think cutting Brown shows you... It's like, okay, this is Kiki time yeah. now. Yep. Kiki. Um, um, shout out to the new shiny uh, toy flavor of the month, Kellen Moore, for not 
running oh, the ball thirty times. I, I had a I had a stop and why think did they for go away from? I was I was like, who's killing more so on the quickly. Packers? Yeah, well, it's they were. I mean, they were us. doing us a favor every time they dropped back on first and ten. Yeah, it it, it almost seemed like the Broncos game where Lynn, uh, Philip Lindsay was absolutely demolishing us, but then they had to go away from it, and it was kind of a little bit of that here as well. Yeah, but but I, like I, as I. Mean, 14-0, it's still a game, sure. and it was super early. Yeah, but I just I feel like at fourteen zero they just completely went away from it. Mm-hmm. And once again, uh, touching on with Kenny not grading out too well. Blake Martinez also had a terrible uh, run run stop. He had like a grade of twenty when fifty isn't good. Yeah, Oof. we touched on him quite a bit last week. Also, shout out to Dak for being mid. I mean, he's. Yeah. That first interception was a terrible throw because he was wide open. That's a walk-in touchdown for Cooper oh, if he makes yeah. that throw. It's a walk-in. But it was way I – mean, I mean, and Cooper still got to catch it, though. But mm-hmm. You're talking he, about the Jair pick? Yeah. Yeah. And But that's – I mean, that's not a good throw. And then great I think, return by Jair. I think Dak – this is what Dak Prescott is. He's an exciting Kirk Cousins. Wow, you know what I mean? Because he, he can kind of run. He can, little, make, he can yeah, make plays happen. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not a guy. You know, he plays the system for what it is, but he's he's got a little pizzazz with it too. Yeah. That Kirk obviously is negative pizzazz. Yeah. Or actually, well, pizzazz is such a white white person word. Maybe That's he true does. Too. No swag though. We'll but, go with that. But even even it being an extremely white word, Kirk Cousins still has none of it. That's very true. Very true. Um, we can keep talking about Jair. Bad game. Very bad game. Yeah, very, he got humbled. Um, Which I think in good. the long run, yeah, this will be healthy for him. Um, but, yeah, he it just it seemed like he was four yards away if, from from his receiver that's every time. It was one of those, the first like two. really dri- soft coverage. I don't know if that's yeah, just Yeah, the first two drives. Or- it, it must be just, I, I assume every fan does this where you're watching and you're just seeing him get, you know, you see him get grilled by Amari twice in a row. And you're like, play closer. And then it keeps going. It's like, why doesn't he just bump closer to this guy? Because, yeah, he's got he's already clearly shown he's got the quickness and agility to keep up with. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, he just might have been spooked by Amari or something because he was eating his lunch. Yeah, he be it against the Vikings, he played pretty well, and those are two good receivers, not a great quarterback. But he hasn't had any real test, test, and Amari, I think, was a good one to humble him yeah. at this point of the season. Hopefully, he can bounce back. Uh, Kevin Kevin King, he had an okay game. I don't know, once again, he seems to be a guy who is... Considering the circumstances, I think he had a hell of a game. Yeah, I guess it was good enough. He The, the pick was huge. Oh, yeah. Jair's pick was huge, Maybe too. Maybe got away with one on the pick. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's so ticky-tack, and that's why like, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm not surprised they didn't call it, and I really wouldn't be surprised right. if they talking didn't about call all it. the contact before the before the pick that he had. It's it's one of those things. I'm I'm someone who I always just say let him play. Yeah. Even, even like yeah, yeah. week week one, that flag that they called on whoever was covering Jimmy Graham for that offensive pass interference, where I guess he was kind of all over mm, him. I was. still thought just it football is so much better to watch when there isn't flags and Every, it's yeah ha- half the game now. You know, I feel like the second half we were just. Wondering about what the flag was. Right. It was very, very annoying. Yeah. Uh, we From the safety spot, still, Savage getting hurt. It, it's funny because Amos and Savage didn't really have the splashy games that they've had of late, but it was more so these uh, 
the secondary secondary players like Sullivan and Redmond, who I thought had really good games. Sullivan, Redmond, so, yeah, so, Sullivan. Yeah. Sullivan's a guy who I think a lot of people forgot was even on the team. Yeah, you know, and he showed up and he had that pick. The Hell way, of a he, play. you know, for what the other plays were, Kevin King's pick was all right. Jair's was you know just very lucky. Gifted. Sullivan, the way he was able to he, oh. get off the route, jump it, and in stride, pick it off. Yeah. I was like, who who is this? Who who was that, Jay? And then I'm, see, I was like, Sullivan. Yeah, that was unbelievable. That was like there was like three three parts about that play I just really liked. It was a um, pressure from guess who Zadarius. He was right there as mm-hmm. he was getting rid of the ball. B the defensive play call. I, I couldn't really tell if it was if it was man or zone. I think it was zone, and I think Dak thought it was man, and that's why. Sullivan was there to make the play. Sure, and I mean, even if Sullivan isn't there, um, I think I actually think it was Martinez. He was right. Was, yeah, was right on his hip. So I don't. I don't think them. it would have been completed regardless. But yeah, it was great pressure, great coverage, and then just a great catch. The play I like too is the one that got called back for. I, I already forgot whatever BS fucking call it was. But in the end zone, I think it was Sullivan and Redmond that combined for the uh, tip and then the pick. Mm, yeah, I think it was like hands to the face or whatever. Oh and yeah, all that I was guess that, yeah, yeah, I guess that was that was actually a good call. Uh, one more but yeah, thing. Yeah, Redmond. He had a hell of a game too. Yeah. I felt like he was all over. Which is good after he got absolutely destroyed. And not yep. not only uh not only on defense, but special teams. But one last thing before we move on to special teams. Zadarius what I thought in the preseason in limited snaps, I thought Gary was maybe gonna be this guy. Zadarius, you gotta figure out if you're hurt or what's going on <laughs> here. The Cowboys fans were even booing him in the fourth quarter when he was on the ground for the twelfth time, I think it was. Third, but, but it it's like if you're cramping, get off. It's we already have Xavier Rhodes in the NFC North who just gets yeah. hurt and comes back immediately. See, with uh, I, it's one of those things where if he if he has cramps and he's on the team I'm rooting for, yes, lay down, take your sweet time, you know, sure, get some water in you. But if it's someone on the other team, it's like, yeah, get the hell off the field. When and this is. You know, unathletic me sitting on the couch. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Looking. And when I see the trainers walk up, or they're sitting down, and we come back from commercial break and they're working on it, and Zadarius is just sitting there smiling, and it's a third or fourth time. It's like, dude, just come on. Come yeah. on. Just get off <laughs> no, the field. No, I think the third time he actually did hurt his knee, and I don't think it was anything like cramps related. But did he end up finishing? Yeah, the he, game? Ca- he came back every single time. Oh. So, uh, moving on, uh, we, t- we touched on uh, Redmond before, but the special teams. J.K. Scott. J.K. Scott. I don't think we've weapon. talked about the last few weeks, but, man, J.K. Scott, he's on pace. I-, I don't know if it was net or whatever for the punting record. He's on pace to beat Tim Maste's record by three yards. For, Which I imagine that's a lot. average on the year. Well, when you're, when you're thinking those numbers, I think it was something like, Maste averaged 47 yards. So going from 47 to 50 yards over a season, imagine per punt, three yards per season, or per per punt, three yards. That's a lot over an entire yeah. season. And it is some of the – I remember before when we had an average punter, and it's like, okay, well, are they going to get it? It seems like no matter what, if it went out of bounds, it was at the 30. Now it's like consistently it's around the 10-yard line. Yeah, consistently. And Crosby bounced back too. He had a – 
decent enough game, I guess. Looks four like extra he, points. I, it was a little scary. I think he got. Looked like yeah. he got hurt right away. The coverage. I forgot about that. The beginning of the game. I. I don't think we dealt oh, yeah. with that Once as much again, in the they second had a half. Splash return. The first got called two, back. But. Yeah. The first couple returns. It was like, fuck. Are we gonna keep doing this? And it. It's happened three times now yeah. this year where. It, are we gonna get Crosby hurt because we don't know how to cover? Yeah, our kick and return? he's got to be our leading tackler on the kick. Yeah, just kick it out of bounds. Yeah, not good. And this too, um, freaking uh, Shepard. He scared. He scares me. The the punt return where he. Uh, I'm just talking about a, yes. I'm just talking about the catches. Because and Trevor yeah. Davis was the same way, but he actually did screw up a few times. Shepard fumbled one, I think, in the preseason. But man, it's like he's looking up, looking up, looking up. And then last second, last second he sprints boop. three yards forward to, and then just to drops make his a, hands. It's yeah. like, man, I am not. I do not feel good. about Yeah, that. that made that made me jump a little bit. Yeah, uh, I don't think there was too much else to talk about with the special teams and defense. Uh, I'll say this: seeing the Smith brothers and Gary on a third down passing situation, fucking awesome. Love seeing that because you know you know it's going to bring pressure. Uh, seeing Tremont Williams cover Randall Cobb was kind of a that was yeah. It's an odd it's an odd moment as a Packer fan, and I do. And Tremont won too. Yeah, had that a hell was, of a play. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah, it was cool to see him break it up and run right into him too. I do wonder for as much as you know, I make fun of the people who bring Jordy back. Bring. <laughs> I wonder if Cobb might be a Green Bay Packer again because we do have Shepard. I don't hate that. I don't hate it at all. I don't think all. I. He, I lo- if he Randall. If he stays healthy, I don't know if the Cowboys are going to keep him around. I don't know how much he's going to produce, but you know he's going to be that third. Like, yeah, if he plays, you know, 14 games this year and he shows that he can, yeah, I would not hate that. There was there was one more thought that I had, too. For what it seemed like last year on every third down we would get sacked, it's like the universe reversed and now complete 180 and now we're getting the the third down yes. sacks with with the smith brothers yes i hope that i hope that can continue i don't think we've even been last year i mean fuck it was it was so bad the people would oh my god we're so bad on third down we always get sacked and i'm like well at least if we get sacked on third down it was already going the series is going to be over anyway yeah. so if you get sacked on first or second it's like well shit we're going to punt yeah so at least it's already down but now I'll, yeah, I'll take the, this. The first drive, I think their very first drive was Jair's pick. Mm-hmm. And then the second drive, they march right down the field. We're in field goal range. And then, yep, third and four, sack, took them out of field goal range. Yeah. yeah it's just, you know, really, the the universe is reversed. Ooh, ooh. I like the universe is reversed. Damn. Yeah. I didn't even mean to spit some shit. And next up, take news. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. All right, so take news for the week. Um, We're going to switch it up, make it a little bit different, make it more of a discussion than a just, hey, you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aaron Nagler tweeted after after the Cowboys game. He said, nailed it. Take the Green Bay Packers news, Green Bay Gazette. Their predictions, uh, Tom Silverstein, Pete Doltry, Ryan Wood, and Jim Orsarski all picked the Cowboys to beat the Packers, so ooh, Nagler ooh. put them on blast. I stand with Nags. Whatever. Very, I, I do not agree. But I found it interesting because he was making fun of their predictions when earlier in the week he said this. Time for the Packers' young wide receivers. Oh, yeah. To shut a whole lot of people up. Yeah, MVS. MVS. Talking to you, MVS. 
Geronimo Allison. Gmo. Let's go. Jake Kumaro. Kumaro for sure. Alan Lazard. Darius Shepard. Dude, this game, All of these guys. This game could be Kumaro's I am out party. so sick of Packers fandom, at least those that represent themselves online, be, oh, these guys are just, they're replacement level. Oh, they're so terrible. <laughs> they're Look where they were drafted. They're yeah. undrafted. Blah, 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 blah. None of that shit matters. Once you step on the football field, between the white lines, I don't care where you were drafted, I don't care what your journey was to get there, you are on the field, now it's time to make plays. And these guys have a golden opportunity with all this stuff swirling around Devontae. Oh, they have nothing behind him. It is time to show what they have behind them. All of these guys. So that's fine. We all kind of know what what and who Nagler is. We haven't I don't think we've talked about Nagler before on the podcast, but he is he was able to make a blog, build it up to what it, to, you know, Cheesehead TV today. He's bottom line is he's a fan who was able to become a part of the beat, which is pretty fucking awesome and pretty mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he is a little bit more of a character, but I thought this would be a good discussion piece. I don't obviously he does hype things up like that but it has been a, a big question over the last couple of weeks here and i thought it would be a good discussion piece what do we do with the wide receiver group as a whole yeah um it ha- it has it seems to be a bit overreaction i and it has been I mean, it has been five games, and no one outside of Devontae has really done much. Right. Geronimo, Geronimo has shown flashes, but, like, MVS really hasn't. Outside of, I mean, really outside of that Bears yeah. long play. But, what? But, even, but even the, like, out route this week, too, you're like, man, it could just you, you wonder how often he's getting open. Because I think the times he is thrown to, it, my opinion, Homer opinion, it's... It very contested balls, but he doesn't really have any terrible drops. It, a lot of mm-hmm. it has been like you know against the Eagles. I feel like it was pass interference yeah, in a few situations. A lot of yeah, a lot of contested, like you said, and then a lot of underthrown balls on the deep shots yeah. that they've been going for. Yeah, like I really like what you said, where yeah, Rogers just needs to one time overthrow him, so just he can once. just he can just get like a just a sense of kind of. I mean, like what are they doing in practice? They got to get that right. I imagine the yeah. timing is down in practice. I wonder yeah. what, why it can't translate to games. It is one of, maybe he just needs to go out there and try to overthrow it, and then he'll be like, oh, well, that's that's it. That's all I have to do is yeah. just throw it further than I think every single time. Yeah. But because, you know, and we've – it's basically – our receiving core is Devontae Adams and then everyone else you could cut, literally. You know what I mean? So – and I, I, you know, kind of brought this up earlier. Would you rather have – Elton Jenkins or A.J. Brown right now for the Titans, who's been playing very well, and he's a guy that everyone was looking for us to take at that spot. Well, I mean, I already mentioned you You saw, I, I, I imagine a lot of people hearing this saw the Monday night game, Cleveland and San Fran. And sure. I Yeah, I, I would still take Elton just because of how well he's played and how important O-line is and how I think... I think it's you can get production out of a receiver much much easier than you could out of a, a guard like Jenkins. I guess I don't know. I feel like, and the, the thing is too is interior offensive linemen should not be that hard to find. 
You know, you should be able no. to plug someone mm. in. Ta- tackle, mm. tackle is completely different. I, you know, I like where we took him. You know, that is where you'd want to. If you know, I wouldn't take a guard any higher than we took Elton Jenkins. I'd yeah. say that. Well, and, I mean, look at Quentin Nelson. Yeah, that dude's already like. But the how often? Best guard how often does was, that happen? Uh, who who was fifth it? overall? I remember Cooper for the Tar Heels came out and got signed by the or drafted by the Cardinals, and he was terrible. Everyone thought he was going to be a Hall of Fame guard, and he's out of the league now. Anyways, yeah, that's. I mean, that's just NFL draft in a nutshell, but. right? But I, I mean, I don't know. I would probably stay with Jenkins. With well, I said this. We we like Elton Jenkins because we've been reading about him and how great he's been. If we've been reading about AJ Brown since yeah. August as well, yeah, what would we be thinking? That's, yeah, that's so true. Like if because imagine if Brown Adams came in yes in in AJ Brown and yeah, if Brown came in and did what he has done in Tennessee. Then yeah, we would be going exactly a, pl- be going a, a place where a talent like Corey Davis. Well, maybe he isn't that talented, but he hasn't done much of anything. In his yeah, career. yeah. I, and I I touched on it before. It's 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 kind of an odd point to be at because last offseason and during the draft, I I was very strongly for not taking a wide receiver, and I think it was the right move because it wide receiver isn't a strength for the team. It's Devontae, and like I said, a bunch of okay guys. But it was, I think they were okay enough to not draft a guy. Now that it's been, it's going to be an entire season. Jamon Moore is gone. We still had to figure out what the hell he was. Mm. We're gonna, we're gonna know what the hell Geronimo and Kumaro are. MVS is gonna stick. Uh, St. Brown. I, I wish he was healthy. But, I think. But I feel like he's gonna be just another one of those guys too. You know, he showed. I think. I. I actually think. I think he flashed more than MVS no, last year. No, don't say that. If 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 roles if MVS were hurt and St. Brown were playing right now, I think it, it Whoa, would be one of those we'd be things. yearning for MVS for sure. But and his St. Brown still flashed last year. Yeah, everyone flashes. Jamon Moore even. Well, no, he. Had, I mean, he was but so he bad, had he multiple flash. flashes. He was a. He was flat. He was the Flash Man. Yeah, he was a perpetual flasher. Yeah, I, I would say next year. Is is Ted Ted still part of the organization? Go all in. You call up Ted Thompson, yep. and I know I think Zach Cruz yeah, said this us, on Twitter give us before. Five, give us your top five no, receivers. Well, it's, it's not it's not that. It's who do you want to take in the second round? Because yeah. you look at every receiver that he took in the second round, and they all killed it. Because it was Cobb, it was Jordy, Devante, Greg. Devante. Greg was third, maybe. Nope, Greg was a second round pick too. Wow, James Jones. Jordy I think, was second was later too. On. Yep, Jordy. We traded. We traded back and got Jordy. Wow. Ted Thompson, but the magician. I. Anyways, back to the original discussion piece. I think it's. I still think it's a tad, a tad early to make like a drastic move, like a trade or anything. I still. But what would I'm you still th- holding on hope for MVS to break out. I still think right. I. I am too. Can be I, a great possession. You know, move the sticks. Reliable hands, and same with Geronimo. I'm still holding on. I don't and and I really like, I really like Darius Shepard too. I like what I saw in the preseason. That drop in the end zone was tough, but but these, I think all these guys, they're guys you like. You know, they're guys we like, but they're not guys that anyone nationally right. gives any type of shit about. I think two years from now, the only receivers on this team currently that will be on the team then are going to be Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez Scantling. That's what I think it's going to be. I think we're going to have to use a second-round pick or a high-round pick. But, sorry, I was trying to get to this before. You would be pretty excited if we traded a fifth-round pick right now for Emmanuel Sanders, Oh, my you? God, a fifth? Hell yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That, and that's what it's probably going to co- Like a fourth. Even a fourth-round pick, you'd 
Yeah. I mean, anything past the third, yeah, who gives a shit? Because he's, well, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is, what, 31? Who cares? He came, he's coming it's off a fourth round pick. He's coming off an Achilles, too. Achilles tear. He's. I think he's okay right. I mean, he was. He he tore his Achilles and then he played or he started training camp immediately. Like he was good. To that go. is kind of insane. Yeah. But, so. Um, yeah, I would. I would uh, a fifth round for sure. Fourth. Yeah. Third. Ugh. No, never. And I don't think I don't think the Broncos are asking for that much. But I wouldn't. It would be nice to have another piece there. I don't know what we. I mean, St. Brown, I don't expect to come back, especially if you make a move like that. Like, you might as well keep him on the IR. Is he that, – that's what I was wondering. Is he eligible to come yes. back? If, yes, he okay. is eligible to come back. But you know what I mean? Re- realistically, you look at Lazard, Shepard, Kumaro. Yeah, I want to see more We could cut any of those too. guys, and I'm like, eh, I don't care. Right. I, don't, I don't realistically care that I get that, much. that, but, I mean, the homer in me is still holding on hope and it, still rooting like hell. It sucks because you, re- you see their names all the time you read them. You're like, oh, yeah. this is going to be Pretty Kumaro's Pretty yeah, you fall in love with these guys. Yeah, and then it's, oh, they have to play actual NFL like, players uh, now. Because Emmanuel Sanders has been the really popular one, but, like, outside of him, who really else Corey is, Davis. like, on the market? I Corey want, Davis. I, I wonder, Corey well, Davis, like, it's interesting I'm, because I'm of thinking, his history with LaFleur. Well, because, I mean, technically, mathematically, the Titans are still in the mix. So, like, I, I think they would be, like, I, probably reluctant. I'm thinking more, like, uh, downward well, spiral teams. there so, was like, A.J. Green that people have brought up. Yeah, I like, now, I would, see, that's I would the love thing. that. But he his price would be a that's lot higher. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather than, want Emmanuel Sanders than A.J. Green. How do you, you feel... Uh, for what it's going to cost? You're going to have to give oh, up... Oh, for, for the... Considering yes. cost. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, but... How do you feel about, like, Devontae Parker from Miami? I don't know. Because so the, there's... Because, I mean, his specialty is kind of like the deep threat, right? Sure. Well, there, there's all these guys who become names because of draft stock and fantasy football Twitter. You know what I mean? Yep. And Devontae's mm-hmm. kind, Devontae Parker is one of those guys. We already have a Devontae. We don't need a second one. Huh. It, maybe he is an athletic piece, but how if he can't catch on, be it it is, the Dolphins, I mean, how many... I don't know if you want to take on a project this late in the season. Emmanuel Sanders is is a finished product. Parker's never really been a relied upon yeah. piece of of any offense, so I don't think he's going to come to Green then Bay again, and be able to had, stick on right right away. He's had Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler, and yeah, Josh <laughs> yeah, Rosen. Yeah, so. that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't. Know. I think that'll wrap up this week for quote unquote take news. All right. Dumb Packer fan of the week. We were going to try a different segment, but we're going to do this. I know last week ran a little long. I'll try to cut a lot of this out, but fuck, this was another really good week. We'll, uh, we'll start with this. I lo- oh, I love hating these people. Oh. Um, all right, so the headline, Packers news. If Adams can't play, the Packers would enter an intimidating road environment without their best playmaker. 129 comments on this. Here's one. And these are, now, see, these are great to read because we already know what happened in the game. I don't know if you know that. We know what happened yeah, in the yeah. Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this might be my favorite one. Everyone, take a deep breath and relax. Not having Adam shouldn't be our greatest concern. Having Jimmy Graham on offense and our defense not stopping the running game should be our greatest concern. <laughs> the Packers... So, up, down, and then the Packers should be fine on Sunday if they don't have Adams. Hashtag go pack go. What? What? What led us to believe you felt that way? It's like from your first two parts. It's like this. This guy's name is Joshua. It's like three different people wrote this. Comment. Yeah, it's like 
like he asked his little brother to write the first part, his big brother to write the second part, and then he wrote the third part. Yep. Uh, here's one from Chico. Uh, he popped up a few times, too. Well, to be fair, we won all the games that they didn't target Adams a lot. He begs to get the ball more, then gets hurt at the end of the game when they needed him most. Oh, my God. He'll be fine. Like, come on, dude. And here we go. This, I think, <laughs> this, these four comments sum up a comment section better than any other one. Suck it up. <laughs> Mark. This is from James. Just, just that's it? Yep, yep. These are all, okay, I'll, God. that's from Mark. James. Season over? <laughs> Yo, ding, ding, ding. Kristen, call Jordy. Oh. And then here we go. Michael, to finish it all off, fire McCarthy. <laughs> uh, here's so, moving on. Oh, that, that is the winner. That's, that's what I, well, yeah. That's my favorite. You, see, you still do see that a lot. So here's another one. Uh, Packers news. Bad night for Blake Martinez and run defense. This was on Monday. Oh, God. Yeah. Blake, uh, before you start, I, yep. I, I got a feeling, because Blake seems to get the most fiery takes, but proceed. Uh, David, that's not the only problem. O-line is still suspect. Wideouts, aside from Adams, are mediocre at best and inconsistent. The run D sucks, and if Packers are depending on Oren Burks, it will... Seem like Ted Thompson days all over again. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Yeah, love Goot. He's made great pro- progress. That's what he finishes it with. <laughs> what, what, are, what point are you trying to make? And I would take Ted Thompson because I don't... People seem to forget that we won a Super Bowl with Ted Thompson as our GM. I, and, I, like, not a single syllable of his comment had anything to do with the, head, the no, article. No. Okay, wow, and this... people... This, this is what I want to get into. Zach Cruz tweeted... Sure, looks like Kevin King, and this was this was last week before the game. Sure, looks like Kevin King groin will miss Sunday's game in Dallas. If he does, it'll be his 18th missed game in three years. He's played in 19. Troy, shocker! Every time I see T.J. Watt excelling, I just oh fume over that decision. God. I swear to God, maybe I should have just not even read the other comments, and we should just vent on this. This infatuation oh with T.J. Watt. Is so is the most is top top three most annoying thing I've dealt with being a Packer fan. I feel like because my God, just because this guy's last name is Watt and he played for the Badgers and you wanted to draft him a few years ago, you have to bring him up every single time Kevin King gets hurt. Every single. And it was even better this week because Kevin King had that pick, you know, that helped seal the game at least, and he had a pretty decent game Mm -hmm. when he wasn't going from. He didn't practice all week. Not practicing all week, being doubtful, and then just playing and showing up and getting a pick that helped us seal that game. God, it just fucking... This one is just about Aaron Jones hammers his fourth touchdown. Here's a comment. Rodgers needs to start thinking he's part of a team, and he is not perfect. He is doing terrible. Jones is fabulous. Rebecca replies, yikes, LOL. Dude admits he needs to play better. You still are mad. Yeah. Uh, so Jerry, who originally who said the first comment, replies and said, "Do you see him on the bench? It's hard to watch them weekly fall apart at the end. He needs to pull them together." Jerry, I, I don't know where what games are some of these people watching. I understand like sometimes he yells at people, but we won that game and Aaron Rodgers played pretty well. I don't think you could say he played terrible. No, what? No. Here's and going on. Here's another great one. I have figured out Matt Lafleur. This is Mark. I have figured out Matt LaFleur. He doesn't necessarily get conservative with big leads. 
He just is incapable of counter-adjusting when opposing coaches figure out his game plan. So this is Mark trying to, you know, sound smart in his yeah. head. Like, oh, counter, it's, not, it's actually not that. Counter-adjusting? Yeah. He is a one-dimensional coach with, a di- with one-dimensional coordinators. More than Mike McCarthy, Matt LaFleur reminds me of Mike Sherman. We all saw how that debacle turned out. Mike Sherman wasn't amazing, but he wasn't terrible. But he finishes with a comment with this. LaFleur needs to go immediately. What? <laughs> Can you imagine firing a 4 and one coach? Wow. Like, some that, people's that, kids. That one actually has me speechless. Yeah. I don't even know how to react to that. He needs to be gone immediately. Yep. And here, here's a good one. Keith, imagine if Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut. He, uh, could, he could have Randall Cobb back. Very, very good. These fucking Speaking people. of Cobb, on the, on the post, f- hashtag football is family, with Cobb talking to a lot of Packers. Deborah, or sorry, Carol. I like how I just assumed Deborah is yeah. like a commenter name. It's hard to see Cobb as a cowboy, but since we know he's a great guy, I can learn to live with it. It's just a job and a paycheck. Very sweet. Very I like sweet that. from Deborah. I like that a lot. Tina, Cobb belongs in green and gold. Come on, Matt. Bring him back home next year. Uh, Matt is the coach, Tina. He is not in charge of Come that. Come on, Tina. And then, so the, this, I think we did the last time last This might have been my favorite comment. So that same post, but on Instagram, this account, I don't even know what the hell it is, says, I need seven more people to join an ESPN PPR <laughs> league. Anyone want to join? Week five, buddy. Why well, the season's half over. Week five. But he got some replies. Eric, maybe, DM, sacks, DM me. And then JD Gave him three waving emojis. <laughs> Pick me. So I guess it's nice to see people making friends at least in there. <laughs> but th- this... Oh, fuck. I, I keep saying it. This is my favorite comment. Mora. I miss Randall. Crying face, crying face. <laughs> the day he left was the day I got my AirPods, and I named them after him. <laughs> I mean, that's... it's. It is tough... I think Goody needs, so much to, Goody needs to start looking into these things yeah, before he cuts. He needs players to ask us, the ab- fans, about you know what we're naming our AirPods. <laughs> There's okay. We'll we'll finish with this one. Heading home. This is just some generic uh, Instagram post for the Packers. <laughs> Bay Dune three. Too bad we aren't top ten in defense anymore. Dylan replied, "But we are." By down said. Not after this game we aren't. We sit at 19. Dylan, where are you getting that info? <laughs> Bite down. Google the stats, LOL. <laughs> what? 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 I. These are the little pockets of the internet that just I fascinate me. People go, you, just get you, you, know, you don't notice, them. but sometimes you got to click the see replies and you're like, oh my God, there's a whole little story going it's, on here. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. We will wrap up Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. Oh, man. On to the preview. This week, I actually know who we're playing. Uh, last week, I wasn't 100% sure before going into it. We are playing the Detroit, Detroit Lions on Monday dun, dun, night. Dun, 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 dun. Which, we, we've already played two Thursday night games, and now a Monday night game. We're, we've had quite a few primetime games for how early it's been. Yeah, and the Lions will be coming off a bye. Oh, yeah, I guess uh, I didn't realize that. That extra day of rest will be nice. They, it looks like the Packers opened up as six-point favorites, but it's already down to four. So the betting market must be a little worried about those Packer injuries. 
Is this in Detroit or back home? Damn. No, it's in Lambeau. Okay. I mean, we would not be six-point favorites on the road. Well, well I mean, not in Detroit. Not, not, this, the Lions, not this Lions The Lions, team. sneaky, they've had our number the last few years. I, I mean, we're 0-4 like in the last four, aren't we? That, and I feel like we haven't beat them on Thanksgiving. We haven't played them on Thanksgiving in a few years. But, man, the last couple times, we just get demolished by them, it feels mm-hmm. like. So, I, don't, I guess I haven't been paying too much attention to the Lions. The Lions are a team that... You, you, I'm never gonna believe them until mm-hmm. they're they've clinched their playoff spot because mm-hmm. they always seem to fall apart. I know it's a new regime now with, with uh, what's his name from Patricia. the Patriots, Matt Patricia from the from the Patriots, and the defense apparently has come together. That front seven's pretty mean. Yeah, the yeah free agency has been good to them as well. Uh, Matt Stafford's always been, you know, he's kind of like the tier above the Kirk Cousins, I think. Yeah, yeah where yeah. he's actually got an arm and he can he can make plays happen. I don't think. Those other guys, they're more system guys. So what? How are you feeling about this game? Um, I feel I feel good. I mean, I feel good about every Packers game, but um, I don't feel as great as I usually do, just mm-hmm. because I'm a little worried about Lindsley. Um, yeah, I don't think we've gotten many updates on him yet, but I mean, that's it's really concussion. Week, yeah. There's really nothing you can. It's just wait and see. But Lucas Patrick came in and played well. So yeah, well, um, how well? Yeah, we yeah we had, we didn't even mention those two errant snaps that yeah the, Aaron Jones the surprise direct snaps with. for I and I only noticed the one two. that we picked up the yards and what happened on the other one uh I I don't know okay cool but one yeah sweet <laughs> one of them was a was a nice first down um, yeah but yeah I uh, I don't know I still I still think the Packers can and will win but mm-hmm. it, I think it, it's going to be a, a classic divisional. It, battle. I, I don't even want to predict the score because I don't know what the hell this team is. I guess I, I like we alluded to, I should predict over thirty four or yeah, thirty four points. Yeah. Mathematically, but, yeah. But what the hell? It could be a sixteen to ten game and I wouldn't be shocked mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. It kind of feels like the Eagles game. Maybe I'm just being neg- I, I'm just trying to temper my expectations because right now I'm you look at the NFC. Who else is really out there? I mean, it's like the Niners, us, the Seahawks, the Saints. Well, fuck, I guess I'm naming a bunch of them. Yeah. But I, I, I still think I think it's going to come down to the Packers and the Eagles sometime in the playoffs. I feel like we're going to have to play them again. But yeah. I'm, get, I'm getting love, way too I, off. I really want to play the Eagles again. Um, but, yeah, I'll say I, I think it's going to be a battle. I'm going to go 28 20 good guys okay i'm just gonna go along with what i've been saying i have no idea what the hell is gonna happen with this i the lions are a team that we just haven't played well recently I like i said a, i think this is a get back game for the for the defense they've been kind of hopefully a little a little porous um so i think they they if if zadarius is healthy and yeah well shit savage was seen in a walking boot today but it, they I don't said think, it was just a tweak but honestly with our depth at safety i i feel okay about waiting a week with savage because yeah. because rep in rapaport said that it, it shouldn't be that bad so i'm just gonna i'm gonna trust that it's not gonna be more than a week or two right um but yeah, the defense. It would be nice for the defense to come back. Be it they've been good, en- they were good enough last week. But it's it's the points. You know, the sacks and turnovers are great. But if yeah, a ten a ten to sixteen point game, that would be really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go along with what we've been saying, and I'm gonna predict sixteen thirty five Packers. 
It's, okay. it's got to just keep going up. I love it. There's no way it won't. I love it. But 35-16 is what you meant to say. No, nope, actually not. Um, <laughs> with that, we will wrap up this week. Um, I don't know if what else. Oh, God, yeah, I've got to. Sorry, don't worry, everyone. Please don't forget to uh, give us five stars, maybe a review. Tell your friends. No, In give fact, us six. Give us six stars. Yeah, yeah, if you can. Read the reviews. Some people did and got back to me, and they all said it was very, very fun and enthralling to read. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, you can you can tell a friend too. It would be super easy. To watch we just oh oh hey hey Kyle, how's it going? Good good. Have you, you have you listened to the Poor Man's Packers podcast on on Apple iTunes? Listen to the what? The Poor Man's Packers podcast. There's a lot of P's and it pops sometimes on the microphone, but sometimes it's entertaining and sometimes it's knowledgeable. But do you listen? Packer, I hardly know her. See, and that's if, if you do that with your friend. There's no way they won't listen. And it's not like we're making money off this or we need... Obviously, the ad the ad deals we have are great. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, it's more so for clout than anything else. Right. So with that, we'll wrap up this week's episode. Uh, Sturgill Simpson, please don't sue us. Go, Pat, go. I got a haircut in Norway When all the weights started pulling me down Smelling Biggest problem on D is they don't have a really good linebacker, which, sure, I mean, we've touched on that. Martinez point, is not fast enough. He makes most of his tackles seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. Not, Debra's not completely kind of rolling. I thought Clark was good, but he didn't have a good game at all against the Eagles. Maybe Adams being out is the problem. The Smiths were not a factor at this in this game at all. That's the whole comment. Maybe we just cut that one out. Uh, Packers, yeah, Debra made some good points. Debra, if you hear this... Hit us up. 